Welcome to You, But More Powerful. I'm your host, Rhiannon, and this is your go-to podcast for raw and expansive messages from health, fitness, business, and mindset, and as always, with a little bit of fun sprinkled in. My purpose is to help you step into your most powerful self and build your dream life. You'll gain clarity, connection, and confidence with a whole lot of practical skills along the way. I know you're in exactly the right place to level up, build the body, mindset, and life you absolutely love and thrive in. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast episode. It has been a bit of a hiatus, but today we have another special guest, Cass, Cassie, Kathy. We just had this conversation about people calling you Kathy Stacy. Who are you today? You can go with Cass today. Cass is fine. All right. Well, we'll roll with Cass. We have Cass here who is one of my amazing clients inside of the Glow Up Coaching. And we're going to be chatting a little bit about, or probably a lot, let's not lie, not a little bit, a lot of stuff around just your, I guess, journey post-pregnancy, your muscle growth, your gains. You recently participated in the Glow Up photo shoot. Like there's so much to go through. Um, So hopefully we can cover off on it all. But before we do, I was just like, I really want to highlight this. And we had a bit of a giggle about it before is that you in your words stalked me off the podcast yep <laughs> it's out in the public now so uh, it's it out there. so fine I was happy happy to be stalked totally fine because we've got this now which is amazing but now you're actually on the podcast so how does that feel weird <laughs> like not not really my own world right now but you're like you'll get to like yeah. actually will you listen to your podcast episode Oh, yeah. So I actually spoke to one of the guys at work about this and he was like, we're going to sit down and listen to it together. And I was like, oh, cool. So It's going to be that pumping through the gym. Let's hope it. <laughs> For those who don't know, Cass is also a coach herself. So maybe we just need to have a little petition wherever this gets posted on the socials. Everyone comment below and say, blast it through the speakers at the gym. All right. No, I'm really not going to put you on the spot now. Anyway, Let's jump into a little bit about your your like your transformation. Um, tell us a bit of your backstory before obviously falling pregnant, having your beautiful daughter, and then kind of how we came to be about outside of the podcast. I oh god, I've been training since I was like eighteen and just kind of figuring shit out as I go, I guess. Um, but I didn't start strength training until I was probably about twenty four because I found it so intimidating. And even after I got qualified as a coach, like as a personal trainer, I was still anxious in a gym so yeah that was how I actually met the guy that I work for now um and then yeah I had kind of had a bit of a break I guess got lazy um and then as soon as I went back to training I fell pregnant so yeah and I was sick like you would not believe sick when I was pregnant with her so everything just went out the window like not a good time (laughs) pretty much all I did was make sure that our staff were paid and that was it so yeah and then yeah, I had her emergency cesarean. That was fun. Um, took a little bit to get back from that. And yeah, she's nearly, yeah, she'll be three in April. So yeah, been it's back wild. at it for three years. <laughs> it's wild to think, like to reflect back, hey, like when you just kind of like recap, you're like, oh, I got into it at 18. And then like it keeps rotting. And you're like, oh yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. I'm and really old. <laughs> no, not at all. But like, I actually feel that. I remember saying to someone, I'm like, yeah, 10 years ago. And I'm like, how can I be talking about 10 years ago? Wasn't I a child? I yeah, but I'm not. 
I'm yeah. an adult. I'm yeah. scared. No, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> I'm scared. Help me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how am I supposed to enter this next decade? Like, I am actually really excited to turn 30. But anyway, this, this podcast episode is about you. So let's kind of jump into, I think a lot of people will resonate. Um, and I, th- I think it's really important as coaches as well. We're going to talk about like the mindset stuff and the self-talk and all these things as well. Because that's a big part of today's discussion and just your journey as well. I hate using that word journey, but I'm, I keep using it. <laughs> the anxiety or that sort of like stress or that fear of that being in the gym and not really knowing what to do. I think that is just like across the board for a lot of people when they first go mm. into the gym. Yeah. So mine wasn't even so much not knowing what to do because like at that point I was qualified and had been for like three years. Um, I just, <laughs> I get irrational fears, right? So one of my fears around the gym was I was scared to bench press on my own. So I went into a gym one day that I was a member of and said to one of the PTs, I'm going to be straight with you. I'm fully qualified. I don't need heaps of direction. I basically am just going to pay you to spot me because I don't want to talk to anybody else here. And now I work for him all these years later. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Hey, your, your like forward gets you places. <laughs> like it does. I, I do remember like flashing back to our first conversation as well. And you're like, this is how it is. This is what's going on. But these are the things. And I know these are the things. So now what? You take the floor. <laughs> Yeah, that pretty much sums me up. That's how I do things. Yeah. Let's run with it. No, that's so cool. And I guess like, again, you know, it's, it is one of those things that just because like someone has a qualification about like with something, you still kind of got to get those like reps in. I think that's in like anything you can go out and study something, but then like having that real life experience is a completely different ball game really. With the, like doing my um, certificates, like my cert three and four, and even my diploma in fitness, they're only like six week courses. Yeah. So like I knew what to do and I'd been in a gym and I'd been shown, but like that hands-on experience, even for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's a totally different thing when you walk into a gym as part of a group that are all learning the same thing and you've got your friends with you and you feel fine versus I'm going to the gym on my own. And like these people, like, I don't know them. I don't know anything about this gym that I mean, I don't know where anything is. And you know, like it's a completely different ball game. So just because I had that qualification didn't mean I had experience. So yeah. 100%. And I think like adding on to that as well, and just obviously having the the insider scoop of like our coaching relationship is there's almost a little bit of that imposter syndrome because now you're qualified. So like you're supposed to be the expert. So it's like you've completed your certificate and then like all of a sudden here I am now and it's like oh nothing actually changed like every you're still the same person as you were the 24 hours before but now you've got this ticked box piece of paper yeah yeah and like and it's and 100 on like the same breath where everyone starts as a beginner like you know I remember sort of jumping in as well and you're you're learning and that is part of the process like you need to fail get yourself back up keep going the best way to learn is just to keep fucking it up a few times just don't keep fucking up the same thing right yeah Stop fucking up other stuff (laughs) in a safe way. But it is, it's like, it's like, okay, now, you know, it like really starts from here. And then I guess like, and I'd love your input and intake on this as well is because when you do become a coach and you're kind of like in the gym and you're doing these things, you're responsible now for like so many other results and so many other people. And you're hearing all these other, you know, stories and things and life and circumstances that are happening that you're training. Funnily enough, like we get into doing this job because we freaking love the gym and we love everything about it right and strength training but then it's like now that sort of takes a bit of a back seat can you talk to that point <laughs> yeah I think that was actually where I was at when I went in and said I need someone to spot me and also just to like 
hold me accountable because I actually worked for, I don't know if I've told you this, I worked for Flight Centre as a health coach. Um, so I used to go around. We did because I used yeah. to work at Flight Centre. Oh, that's so Yeah, weird. we did talk about this. That's right. So I, I used to go it. around and I probably actually, how long ago did you work at Flight Centre? Oh, I met Michael. I was like 21-ish and I think I might have been like 22 or 3 and I'm 29 okay, now. Yeah. So we would have been, yeah, so I may have even come in like we were like, Illawarra or something store. I was at the Wollongong yeah. store, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I probably would have like crossed paths with you, to be honest, because I, I would was, have been a little bit older. Yeah, I was there. I was only there for like four months and then I kind of moved on. But yeah, how weird is that? Imagine now, That's like after one. this, we're gonna like, have to go, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to go talk about that now too. <laughs> well, I went like from store to store. Um, I had a specific area, but I probably was one of the longest working there of all of the people that started around the time I did. So like if someone left, I would be the person that went and like covered that until they found someone new and all that. But I basically used to go into stores and do like their health consult and run through like their blood pressure and all that sort of stuff and did a little bit of fitness testing, talk about their food. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, like I, I knew all of that sort of stuff. And I think I got so burnt out going driving around stores and worrying about them all. And I'd have to write up reports and send them an email and be like, Hey, have you done this this week? Have you done this? And I was like, so worried about like probably like, I don't know, 200 odd people that, yeah, my training fully took a backseat and I was, you know, doing an eight-hour day in store but I was driving two hours to get there. I was driving two hours to get home depending how far out I was going. And, yeah, if I wanted to train, I was going to the gym at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And that's just not sustainable, which is where I ended up just being like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And I think like we can talk about this part as well. And there's a couple of little things that I'm just like, oh, I want to want to chat about that is that like when it comes to being able to manage and change. So like when you first get into coaching, it's just like, okay, there's this not this one size fits all. Like, you know, that there's different levels and different people, but it's almost like a bit of a blanket, like what you get taught in the three and four anyway, of like, oh, do this many things and do this many that. Yeah. But then there's like that real life element to it. Um, And then it's like, okay, like how do you actually manage that change and how do you change those things? And then on the other side of that, I think this is something I'm very passionate about is the whole people will question you about like, oh, like why, you know, do you have a coach or why do you have a coach and kind of like talking to that point. And it's like, like you said it before, it's that accountability, it's that objective eye. It's, you know, more of a collaborative approach though, like with, you know, our relationship or, you know, Mm -hmm. I have a few other coaches within the team, but do we ever question a doctor? How come you go to another GP? Yeah. Like, like I feel like it's the only. Why do you see a specialist about this? Yeah. Or like, you know, like, oh, you're starting to be a teacher. Did a, did a teacher teach you that? Like, it's just, it's just funny. Like when you obviously, I, I, I understand like the, why the questions come through and it's so normal. Like I'm an open book, ask the questions, but I just think it's so funny when you draw those like parallels and you're like, well, doctors also go see doctors and there's no questions yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh dear. So, <laughs> I actually had someone ask me that the other day. That was why when you said it, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. They were like, are you just one of those people that like all coaches should have coaches? And I was like, why are you being so condescending about it? Like, yeah, I think all coaches should have coaches. Like I've ne- not not had a coach since I was 24 and I'm yeah. nearly 32. So for the last eight years, I've had a coach in some capacity and sometimes multiple coaches, Yeah, um, depending on what area of life. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And I think it's like, it's having a team and a network of people and obviously you're coaching relationship like obviously didn't know you back then 
but I can imagine that the what you were getting out of coaching is very different to what you're getting out of coaching now and each coach or things that you evolve mm. with, whether it be from a personal training aspect or I know you run your business, so business coaching or again, like I'm a big advocate for the mental health side of thing, like having a team, a network of people, whether it be psychology or minds, like whatever is going on. It's like, you know, being able to like at the end of the day, bettering yourself and continuing on that path of like evolving. And, and you know, I, I always say like, yes, you might be able to sit there and study and research and do all these things. And I did do a lot of that investigation type work in the beginning stages, but you waste so much time. <laughs> And you can only do so much of that on your own as well before it's like, okay, I understand the concept, but can someone please help me apply this? Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's actually a really great segue into like having a bit more of a chat around like our first conversation. So paint the picture of like where you started and then how that's kind of progressed. Started with you. Yeah. So yeah, I obviously stalked you down through your podcast popped up on my Spotify because like it likes to recommend things for me. So obviously we were going to vibe straight away. Um, So I stalked Instagram and then I can't really remember because like it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it was forever ago. It does Um, feel like ages. Instagram back and forth a little bit. And then that was that I got on a call with you and I was going through like a weird phase of my life. I'm going to call it. Yeah. Um, so like, I was just like throwing everything out there and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I just had had enough of making plans and not following through. And I just, yeah. And I knew like we said it on the call too, like we just couldn't stop talking on our first phone call. So yeah, it was, I was like, like yeah, triple the time. Is, yeah. <laughs> Made you late for your next one. Um, this so is the, the coach for me. Like this is yeah. what I need right now. And it's been, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I needed. I'm glad that you say that and obviously like makes me happy for you as well but I think like it is a big thing I remember that conversation of just like you know yes like you can listen to the podcast and you can hear these things and you can reach out and like let's have a chat but it is really important that I'm the right fit for you as a coach and you're the right fit for what I'm doing because like the nature of like this process and like what you're doing inside of here is very involved and very hands-on and like so many of the things that you've overcome during this short period of time leading into the photo shoot, and we'll kind of get to that sort of stuff soon. But it's like all of that sort of stuff, like if you have that very surface level, and again, not not at all uh, saying that, you know, I'm in place of having any kind of like external support from psychologists or anything to get involved in those things. But it's like if you aren't able to sort of just say like, hey, there's some, you know, weird things going on for me right now, then like it's just like someone's just like cracking the whip and that's not the, that's not what you were after at the time you know you know you, no, could, yeah. you were cracking your own whip enough it was the quite the opposite yeah <laughs> I love it so tell me like a little bit obviously you've spoken we've spoken obviously about like muscle growth muscle gain that was the big focus of like just wanting to put on muscle really struggling to you know we've had to drop your protein increase like there's all these other things going on <laughs> complete opposite but it's like really trying to yeah p- pursue um, that muscle growth and like that visible muscle mass and, you know, going through those periods of growth and getting that strength back and getting that confidence back. Like after you had Kenzie, can you walk me through the experience that you had and the challenges <laughs> that yeah. you had after so, getting your strength? I've always put muscle on really easily and I've always been pretty lean, never had any issues with that. always played sport, always been a pretty good eater, like whatever. Um, but having Kenzie was like a whole thing, like the pregnancy itself. I don't think unless you've been pregnant and experienced it yourself that you realise like I didn't even gain that much weight 
But once I'd had Kenzie, I was like just a deflated Coles bag. Like I had nothing left. And because I'd been so sick, I know, beautiful imagery. But like Sorry because I'd been visual. <laughs> I'm good with those. Um, yeah, because I'd been so sick, I just, I couldn't do a lot. I didn't eat very well because honestly, all I wanted was chocolate Sara Lee cake and vanilla ice cream. So like it was fuck all protein in it. And I was just like, you know, just getting through my days and then not only that but I had an emergency cesarean so um like just took a bit of time to like not just physically get back into shit but like the whole time like I had people saying oh you shouldn't be doing that yet you shouldn't be doing that yet and like even my husband like and like there was absolutely no ill intent behind any of it but he was like why do you want to go and take the dog for a walk when you've just had a baby two weeks ago and you've had your stomach cut open? And I was like, well, the midwife said I can walk. And like, it was almost like a confidence knock that everyone was always like, what are you doing? Like, you can't start. So then I kind of froze and was like, oh, I'm just going to wait. And then I got clearance and I got back into it, but it took forever to start being able to like put a barbell on my stomach again. And it wasn't even that it hurt. It was just in my head that like, I'd been cut open and it was pretty traumatic. Like they had to fully put me to sleep and I lost a lot of blood and I didn't wake up for ages. And then I didn't know whose child was in the room with me and I was saying, give it back to its mom. And it was full on. So like, it just took me quite a lot to adapt to not just getting back into training itself, but like, I also just had this human being that I needed to look after now as well. So what I used to do didn't really suit what I'm doing now. Um, my husband has a business and I help him run that and pretty much always have. So I didn't really take time off either. So it was just crazy. Um, but it did, it took me a long time to put muscle back on, which was frustrating because I'd never had that problem before. And like, that is a lot in itself. Like I know that your personality type is like, oh, this like traumatic shit. And we're like, hee hee, move on. And I'm not going to like make you relive that here. Like maybe now's not the time oh, for it. Yeah. But it's I've like, worked through it, all be good. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, it, it is though, um, you know, at the end of the day, like once you have a child, you're postpartum longer than you are not, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's it. You're it's- postpartum for life now. Exactly. Is, you are postpartum full stop. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, and I, and I think like, again, like if I can maybe paint the picture of that, that inner conflict that you were sort of talking about is it's just like, you know, you know that there is the capabilities to do the things that you wanted to do. It's just going to look different now. And like, that's totally fine. It's a, it's a new and exciting thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have a brand new human. This is like a mini version of you. Like that's a really, you know, fulfilling experience. And now it's like, okay, how does my life fit around this rather than like, just be like, oh, okay. Like I just need to go back to what I was doing. And it's always that like life change that if we don't know how to like manage change. And that's a lot of like what my coaching is about is how to actually manage change. Right. It's like, I can give you a program and you can do it, but then what happens when shit hits the fan? Right. And so then how do we manage that change? How do we keep making progress? And then it's like, having other people when you're already you you would already naturally have a bit of self-doubt I know I haven't delved into motherhood just yet but I've worked with a lot of mums and it's just like you're constantly having that oh am I doing the right thing or I feel a bit guilty about this or whatever it may be so you've already got that dialogue running you've just gone through a massive traumatic experience everyone else is telling you that you should you know oh don't do this and don't do that and you're thinking what the hell and it's it's like the conflicting like if I can you know again draw a parallel the same thing of like all this like nonsense that is spun on social media do this type 
of diet, do that type of diet. There's so many things coming in. You're just in the freeze. You're like too hard basket. I don't know what the hell to do. Let me just, I'll sit on the lounge because apparently that's what we're supposed to do, you know? And that's, that's not fulfilling for you for one or two, getting you any closer to the goal. And again, like that real frustration, it's like when someone's injured, it's like things were easy before. And now we're, we're having a bit of struggle putting on muscle mass that was never a problem. It's the same. Some people have the flip side of where they never struggled to, you know, um, they were sorry, they would struggle to gain weight, have the baby. Now they're actually struggling to lose any weight. And again, it's just that change and that experience. When all that sort of stuff was happening for you, again, like this admittedly was before we sort of um, started working together. What do you like? How were you talking to yourself during that time? And how long did that run for? <laughs> so that was actually like probably the lowest point of my entire life. Um, not just because of that, like that was like when you said before about like guilt of motherhood and stuff, I actually didn't experience any of that. Um, I have no idea why, because at the time my husband's ex, so he has a daughter to another person and she was just on this wild rampage, just trying to hurt me and everything she said about me to him, some things came through directly to me. Like it was awful and it just yeah, I got to the point where like, I didn't even like myself because I was just listening to this shit all the time. Um, So yeah, I was not talking to myself kindly at all. Um, And like I said before, I kind of like froze for a bit because I had all that going on and she was like making a lot of threats and it was just insane. And then, yeah, I don't know like when the switch happened, but I just one day was like, fuck this she's nothing and nobody to me. Like I honestly couldn't care less if she lives or dies, like wouldn't bat an eyelid either way. Why do I care what she's saying and doing? Also, I've got this baby that like her needs have been met for the last six to eight weeks or whatever. Um, I haven't neglected my child, but like I'm not me, 100% myself, and I could be giving more to myself, to my husband, to my baby, and even like, you know, walking my dog, like we've got a Kelpie, he needs that. Like there was so much that I was just not doing that I could be doing so much better, but I just had to pull myself out of it. But I like the thing was with motherhood, everyone's always like, oh, it's all about the baby now. Like you'll think differently when you have your baby. And I was like, no, I won't. Like, and I honestly don't think there's anything that I've done apart from that first six to eight weeks where I kind of fell apart. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. And I am going to look after myself and I am going to give my kid and my husband the best of me by looking after myself. So I just, I don't know, pulled myself out of it, got myself an online coach, not you, obviously. Um, I trained with like a postpartum specialist for a few months, went back to the gym that I used to go to, the coach that I had there once that was all kind of back on track and then started working there again, just stopped working for my husband as much and just started working there. And then I found you. So yeah, yeah it was, yeah, had a bit to go through. A process for sure. And it's like, Mm. I think just kind of going back to that, I again, remember that first conversation. And I think our values again, like I'm not a mother yet. I hope to be in the future, but like the whole, I see the quotes pop up and it's like, yeah, you'd die for your kids, but would you live for them? And I was like, that very much resonates with me. And obviously Mm. hearing you speak on that, I was like here, and and I'm big on the, if it's true for one person, it can be true for other people. And so like, yeah. Yeah. And like, you're carving out that, like you're being like that inspiration to, you know, myself or others, like looking at that going, okay, you can do these things and you can get out there and you can, it's going to look different. Absolutely. And that's the conversations I have a lot with 
mum, the mums in the team is it's like don't compare to what's happening to someone who's fresh 18, 19, 20. Their life looks very different to what yours yeah. is. But even comparing to other mums, like I was saying to someone yesterday, um, like my sister-in-law has um, a little boy a little bit older than my Kenzie and she's separated from his dad. So she has her child part-time. Um, so she's got a few days a week where she doesn't have a child. And it's not to say that I'd be, like, willing to give my kid up, but, like, yeah. how good. Like, any mum that says that they don't want time away from their kid is probably lying. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Um, but she's got heaps more time to get to the gym and do those things and take care of herself in, like, the second half of the week because they've got their schedule set up that way. So, like, even though we've both got young kids, similar age, like he's only two years older than Kenzie, and we've got like busy work schedules and all the rest of it. And for the most part, our lives are pretty similar. There's that one tiny difference, or it's not tiny, but like there's a difference, one difference. And it just means that she has so much more time and ability to do those things. And yet I still manage to do it all as well because I've just found a way that works for me and she's found a way that works for her. And, you know, it doesn't matter how similar your phase is either. Like not just that it's massively different, but even if it's only a little bit different, if that makes sense. For sure. And like that just, I know I'm jumping around a bit, like really reminds me of some of the conversations that we're having just in general within the um, uh, prep throughout the photo shoot is everyone's working towards some common goals and some similarities and you're all part of a process. However, each of you are very, like you're individuals for starters, no one is the same. Even if you think you're the same, you're not the same. So like things are very different. So yes, you can draw inspiration from like, oh, wow, like she's managing whatever kind of challenges your friend has, like challenges in her life. And you're managing the way that you're having challenges in your life, you're overcoming your obstacles. And you guys are similar and you have these similar similarities, but it's like, you're not the same person. So you can't compare your no anything to anyone else same thing with the photo shoot it's like we can draw inspiration from each other but just oh she's got her outfit sorted I don't I must be bad oh hang on a minute let's in a mean girl stop right there like it's that that talk (laughs) that self-talk let's dive in a little bit to the inner mean girl and the mindset shifts and the talking because actually let me paint the picture before we go there it's like Again, when we sort of started like working together and coaching together, I remember there was some things that we weren't quite, there was, you know, something had happened. We weren't in the gym at this point. We we're focusing on some of the, like the nutritional habits, the lifestyle sort of stuff. Okay. Okay, yeah, cool. I'm not. <laughs> like, say whatever you want to say. <laughs> Tell, will you paint the picture of like where we sort of started and progressed and then kind of yeah. delving down to that photo shoot? So talk me through that. <laughs> so when I got in touch with you, I had split from my husband, which ended up being temporary. And um, the day that you and I had had our call, I think was the day after I'd had um, cervical cancer cells removed. So I'd just had like surgery or it might've been a week after. Anyway, that went bad. I was meant to be good in like seven days. And I just like ended up with You're like, I'm going to be in the gym next week. And I was like, all right, let's just take a chill pill for a second. No, instead. well, they yeah. said <laughs> that I was going to be in the gym within a week, that I was I good to go back to work after two days. And then like I got a blood infection and I just was bleeding for days on end. Um, ended up having to get antibiotics and stuff because I nearly passed out at work. It was awesome. So yeah, like finally got all of that sorted. But yeah, so that was like a whole lots of stress going on there as well. So yeah. Yeah. And like that's massive. Again, like I don't want to like air all of your biz. So I'm like, I'm happy for you to sort of like talk. I know you're an open book, but I'm like, I'm still I, I like to hear like not just me. Oh, let me just like tell everything about you. But like again, like all of these challenges, like I think people kind of listen to this and be like, holy crap, like 
you know, it's again, like it's, that's massive. Like, it's like the mental component of that. Like you don't have time to really think about it because you're just doing everything else and you go, go, go and go, you know, keep going, 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 going. And then it's like, again, frustrated. Like you're trying to put on muscle. Now we're not in the gym. I want to be in the gym. I'm feeling good. I want to do these things. And it's just like this battle of what's going on. And I think a credit to you is like, anyone can just turn around and just be like, oh, too hard. I'm going to give up. I keep getting all these. Maybe it's not for me. Or it's like, you know what? Okay. Instead of that, we're going to pivot again. We're going to change this and we're going to change that. And again, back to coaching, managing change. (laughs) It's like, all right, this is what's going on. We've got a curveball. What are we going to do about it? And I think like, again, once we sort of jumped into the gym, got a little bit of like, I guess a bit of you back and feeling really good about what you're doing and, you know, working on some different like exercises, programming, talking about all that sort of bits and pieces. Then it was really about like lifestyle stuff and the mentality and getting some like structures and routines in. Cause I know that that's been like a massive, a massive change that I've been able to witness. And, you know, again, like I'm just flashing back to like the whiteboards and the markers and this, and like the photos coming through. I'm like, yes, tell me about like that part. And like, yeah, how was that for you? Well, I kind of, when I got in touch with you, I was in the middle of moving out of mine and my husband's house. And then what was it like two or three months into coaching he and I worked things out and then I had to redo everything again so I'd like gotten all my shit together and I'm the sort of person that like when things change I need like three weeks to adjust and I'm just like a mess so yeah that was challenging but I think I said to you not that long ago lately I feel like the resilience has like in myself has improved drastically because when stuff's been going pear-shaped because like with my stepdaughter and stuff, things are always going pear-shaped. So when things kind of get changed, I don't love all of that. I like things to just be what we said they were going to be. <laughs> yeah. So lately I've like, I used to like stop eating. I'd have trouble sleeping. Like I wouldn't be able to concentrate on my work that I was trying to get done. Like, and lately when things have gone sideways, I've just been like, okay, like it's happening again, whatever. Like, what have I got to get done today? Get it done. I need to make sure I eat. Like that's number one and number two is I need to make sure I actually go to bed and get some sleep and don't sit up thinking about everything that's happening so yeah like I've just yeah so much has changed as far as the resilience that I have with routines and things like that so it's getting all the habits and stuff in place was one thing because I didn't really have a lot of structure around like adding new habits in and changing things so like now I've got methods I guess to do that stuff so when shit goes sideways I'm like okay what do I need to do I need to do this how am I going to add that in I'm going to add it in here this is what I'm going to try and then when it if it doesn't work I'm not like being like oh fuck I can't do this I'm sort of like okay well that didn't work try something else so yeah yeah it's all sort of I mean it was not a fun thing to go through and it was like a fucking roller coaster the last 18 months have been insane especially but I'm really grateful for all of it and I feel like I found you at the right time because that was when everything just kind of went like this and you were like okay just pick one thing just find yeah. one thing okay what's the next thing okay what's the next thing so we'll strap ourselves in on the roller coaster it's like we're not gonna fall out it's fine and we're just gonna do one little thing at the time and I was gonna say like again like it, it is always hard to talk about like you know, the start during and then after it feels like, oh, it was just so easy for you. But, you know, it is, yeah, (laughs) you're like, absolutely not. (laughs) And it, and it is, it's like, okay, like what, what's the focus for this week? And it's like, okay, cool. Shit's hit the fan. What are we going to do instead? And, and there's times and especially like a lot of, a lot of people, including myself for a period of time was like always afraid of 
creating structures because when they go sideways, because you know that they will. So it's like, oh, well, I just won't bother making the structure because it's going to go to shit anyway. So we'll just like deal with this shit. And then you're just caught in this like constant overwhelm and you're kind of not getting anywhere. You're just like kicking your feet around and floating. Like that's all that's really happening. And then it's like, okay, how do I, how do I get that structure in without being so hyper fixated and hyper focused on the things that aren't really going to matter the big the big thing so it's like that big rock and little rock like let's actually focus on all our big rocks let the little rocks kind of you know fall where they fall yeah and then like once we're at this new level and we keep improving our baseline then we can start to focus on these other little rocks and bring them along so you know if I paint the like picture of us focusing on your Bulgarian split squat form whilst Mm. shit was hitting the fan and we're struggling to get our food in and get our sleep in check and all this kind of stuff like just go in and don't hurt yourself because we know that you're not going to hurt yourself. We're just perfecting and fine-tuning some things, but really focusing on that for you right now and setting non-negotiables about that is not going to be conducive to the result that you're trying to get because we're just like flogging a dead horse over here. (laughs) We're not like getting the things in really. We'll have an LCM bar, but that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I love my LCM bars. (laughs) No no hate on the LCM bars. Actually, I'm like, you know what? I want to, I feel like I need to do like a, like a, would you rather sometime? They just like get on, like, like get a heap of people on and then just like, all right, would you rather this? And just do like a funny one. Anyway, see, this is my like weird brain. I mean, you're like, I'm down for that. Anyone else that's (laughs) down for that comment, tag, let us know. We will do it. Um, But awesome. So now let's like, again, like have a bit more of a chat around like obviously seeing like this muscle growth for you and stuff as well. And then we had a bit more of a discussion around like getting into the photo shoot. I know I just kind of said like, oh, would you do something like that? And you're like, yeah, yeah. Like let's do it kind of thing. Tell I me. don't know why I decided to do it. Cause it's like, even the other day I walked into work and there was a guy there that he's known my brother for bloody 30 years almost. And he was like, nice photo shoot. And I was like, Thanks. And he was like, why? And I was like, I know. It's just You're not like, why not? me. Like, and I said to him, you know what? I'd do it again. And he was like, would you? And I was like, I really would. I really would. And it was like, I think too, like at the time that you asked me and mentioned it to me, I was like living in my own little place. And I was like, not sure what was happening with me and my husband. And I was just like, fuck it. Like, yeah, I'm in a place where I've never been before. I never expected to be. Nobody ever thinks they're going to end up there and I was just like whatever like what get have out you got of the to company. lose literally yeah. There, yeah. there is no further down right now like the only way is up so I was like whatever let's do it um, yeah. and I think too you put it to me as like it can be really good branding for work and stuff which was something that I really wanted to focus on in that time and like I had been focusing on it more and more lately so yeah I, I'm stoked that I did it but I I don't yeah I just kind of was like fuck it let's go that yeah. was it it was just like, I'm just going to like jump in before I think too much about it. And then it's like, all right. Yeah, it was no punches. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, was like, no I'm in. And again, like I do talk about this a lot and I always say it is hard when it comes from myself. I get it. I've run these things and I'm running them, but the direction and the, not the urgency is not the right word, but like literally having that time pressure of like, okay, the, the date doesn't change. The date's the date, but chipping away where digging, like you really do show yourself what you're capable of that closer and that momentum that you get, because it's like, it's so close. And I know this is the conversations we've been having in the group post and through some of the feedback and it's shared amongst the team of like, crap, I didn't actually realize like just how resilient, how capable, how structured, determined and everything that I could be, because I had this direction, this purpose and this time sensitive thing. And it's like, 
shit. So tell me about how that evolved for you, because obviously we went from like a place of a lot of things like, you know, all over the shop, like unstructured, changing this change, like you were saying, you know, it's just like up, down, up, down, up, down, just picking one little piece of the puzzle each of that time. How did it, how did your momentum sort of like feel in the beginning stages of say the prep versus like how that sort of changed and evolved as we were a couple of weeks out? couple of weeks out, my entire family got the gastro bug. So (laughs) (laughs) things went very sideways. But I would say like from the start, it was sort of um, like slow the first four weeks. I was kind of like, I've got time. I've got time. Like all good, all good. And I think because I was like eating for growth, I was like if I was in a deficit, I'd be a little bit more like strict with myself and I'd be like no come on you got to do this whereas I was like it's cool like I've got all this space and all this wriggle room and you know like and I did what I needed to do for the most part um and then yeah I don't like having that deadline like just at some point I was like fuck (laughs) what am I doing let's go like I need to get some clothes organized and like I hate clothes like I just hate looking for clothes I hate shopping for clothes I hate going into stores I hate online shopping I hate trying stuff on like all of it is just not me. So, like, that was a whole thing in itself. And then once that was sorted, it was like, let's go. I can see the finish line. We're almost there. Got gastro bug through the whole house. That was fun. And I still made it. So, it, like, yeah. it, it's literally, like, sums up, like, how your life has been. It's just like, oh, like, oh, cool, 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 One cool. Oh, bang. <laughs> yeah. But, like, again, like, credit to you. And I know that you sort of, like, gave this feedback as well. It's just, like, just showing up for yourself no matter what. All of the obstacles, mm. all of the challenges, all of the everything. Easy for someone to be like, oh, I got sick, so I'm just not going to come. But you showed up for yourself on that particular day. And, you know, it's just, like, that confidence that you get from following through on those actions. It's really hard to articulate until someone experiences it and I think you know your first photo shoot versus your second third or fourth and you know whenever or whatever that may be hopefully the next one but it's like oh, I mean. yeah <laughs> everyone's like what date where are we booking and I'm like, all right guys like hopefully by the time this podcast comes out you guys will already like have those further details but anyway but it is, it's like now that you have experienced that, and again, like the first time you do anything, it's, it's cool because you're the beginner. Like there's no expectations. You don't really know what to expect. There's, you know, you're not going, oh, last time around when I did it, I was further along or uh, like that kind of like inner self-talk that we're going to talk about. And it's like, okay, now it's like you get to learn from some of your experiences and like learn and grow and be like, okay, like what would I do differently for this next one moving forward? But some people actually find that they're really happy with the way that their prep went, but I usually find that there's some things that they would love to improve on. So if you reflect on like how you went throughout your prep, what would you do differently next time? Overall, I was pretty happy. Um, and I think like anyone listening to this that has kids knows that like when you've got a kid in daycare, sickness is like inevitable on your door 24-7. So there's not a lot you can do about it. But um, I probably and like I've been doing it now that I'm back in a growth phase, just showing up just as much as I would if I was in a deficit. Like it's not the time to like play loose and fast with it just because there's more wiggle room, I guess. So that's one thing that I would probably and am doing differently now because like I'm in that growth phase again um (laughs) and yeah (laughs) I love the food um so yeah like just yeah really taking advantage of it and like you said before we've switched things up um so that I'm having a bit less protein and a lot more carbs which is fucking awesome um so oh so much pasta mate Look, I'm um, not going to lie when I wrote your, like, macros and I was like, oh, damn it, I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. 
yeah, so just, yeah, that would be probably one thing that I would do differently. Um, the other thing is probably I had like a lot of challenges with getting my training in early on in the prep as well because I work in a gym and I train at that gym and everyone would always be like, hey, hey, and like chatting and like I love to talk. So even though you're programming me like 30 to 50 minutes worth of exercises, I was like, why is this taking me three hours? <laughs> like this is insane. So Training I went and the joined. Jaw. Yeah, literally. So I went and joined another gym. So that's kind of starting to help because I've yeah. been heaps more consistent. And yeah. like, I think when I'm like, fuck, it's going to take me three hours to train. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it today. I've got so much I've got to do. I'll do it later. Instead of just being like, if I go to this other gym, I'll get it done in 40 minutes. And yeah. Yeah. That is like your environment, right? And I think like even if you're really happy with the way that your prep went, I think it's always like important as individuals to reflect and be like, what's something that I could do even better? Because if that was quite easy for me, like what's next, right? And it's like being okay with I'm so happy about that. These are the things that I want to change. And you said it sort of like perfectly. It's like I'm actually going to take things more seriously because when it comes to like fat loss and growth and maintenance, like each of them have their challenges and they have their eases. And it's like, if you're taking like your maintenance and your growth phases just as serious as you do your fat loss phases, that is where the magic happens. That's where that improvement, like it's an improvement phase for a reason. That's where it sort of comes in. And then when we're talking about like your, um, environment so to speak like with the with the gyms sort of set up I think a lot of coaches and PTs will um, resonate with that myself included I you know I think we had this conversation it was like I had to have multiple or have a at least one gym membership that had multiple locations for that particular reason yeah to have that flexibility. My partner does the same thing. You know, I'll, the other day I was like, oh, it was, it was a weekend. And, you know, usually we'll train at the gym sometimes. At this, we never train together. Like, let's make that clear. But <laughs> we will sometimes go to the same gym at the same time. And he'd mentioned, he goes, oh, I need to get a quick session in. So I'm going to go to insert gym here. And I was like, okay. And it, it is that because, you know, and, and the nature of like having those conversations and we obviously love being in that environment and it's amazing, but it's like sometimes you do just need to like, you know, get in and get shit done um, and, you know, kind of get out of that. And it's like that gym environment really impacts your results because it's not mm. that you don't want to be in the gym. It's, you know, that the time that you need to invest in that is not, you don't have that available to you. And, and that's where like, again, we, we will, you know, work through these things too. But it's like, if we approach that with that all or nothing mindset, we're like, oh, it's going to take three hours. So I just won't go. Instead, if, if we go, all right, it's only, you know, I'm just going to go in and get what I can done during this time. You probably, you know, surprise yourself, but it's also sometimes like changing that environment as well. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, let's have a look at an external gym, different equipment, more fun things, like whatever. But that gym environment is the same as like the mental environment. So it's like what we're doing upstairs and like the things that we're saying to ourselves about ourselves and about our processes and about the gym is what's going to dictate our success at the end of the day. And I know that you've had a very big shift and growth and change from when we first began working together versus now, just in terms of like your level of awareness, but also mm. like changing these things. So tell me about how you used to talk to yourself without you realizing actually, because that was a big part. You're like, oh, I didn't, nah, 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 versus like now. Yeah. So we had this conversation in a call where you were saying to me like, you know, you got that voice in your head, give her a name. And I was like, what? <laughs> and now it's something I've literally said to all of the girls that I coach because like I used to just call her my mean girl, like you said. And yeah. then you were like, I call mine like Sophie. I Sophie. Think you said. 
Yeah, Sophie. And I was like, all right, well, everyone always used to be like, oh, is your name not Cassandra? And I'd be like, I fucking hate being called Cassandra. So anytime I did something stupid, like stupid, or I did something dumb, like quickly dumb, I'd be like, you you idiot, Cassandra. And that is how I'd talk to myself. So when you said name your mean girl, I was like, you know what? She can be Cassandra. So no offense to anyone whose name is Cassandra but it's not my name. Um, no offense so, to anyone called Sophie. Like I actually <laughs> like the name. <laughs> so yeah, that that was, um, yeah, I loved that we had that conversation, especially because I was like, I've just been calling it a mean girl all this time. And you were like, I named mine. <laughs> I just loved that. So yeah, I've said that to all the girls that I coach now. Like, And then we talked about obviously um, the movie Luca with Bruno, because that's something that we said a lot in my house when we watched that, like stupid Bruno Silencio yeah. Bruno. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's something now that, like, I even do it with Kenzie, like, when she's constant because she's two and a half and she's from the get-go been a very independent child because I'm like, no, you can do it. I'm not helping you with that. You can do it. And she was saying to me the other day, she's trying to climb up on our bed, which is, like, taller than she is, and she's saying, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I even found myself saying, you can't do it yet, Kenz, but you will be able to do it. And I was like, oh, okay, Ray, calm down. <laughs> Like, so yeah, I have changed a lot of things, not just for myself, but for my daughter as well. And I mean, my stepdaughter comes and goes and she's a bit up and down and stuff. And like, there's a whole heap of challenges there, but I think she does hear a lot of that stuff as well. So it's not just that I'm changing and I'm becoming better in myself, but like it's being modeled for them as well. So, yeah, which yeah. is incredible. It's like you're yeah. having that flow on effect, whether it be your clients or the people that are you're around, like your family. And for those that maybe haven't heard some of the podcast episodes or haven't heard me talk about it, what we're kind of speaking on is really the way that like, if we're talking about a growth mindset, so the whole yet situation is if we keep telling ourselves that we can't do something, we're literally just going to make that a self-fulfilling prophecy. We just won't be able to do it. And when you're in the process of making these changes of like, I can't climb the mountain or I can't do this or I can't hit the PB or whatever, you're not going to straight away be like, I'm not able to do this yet. And then insert whatever the thing is here. You're already going, you're conditioned. You're going to say, I can't do it. So if you just simply add the word yet to the end of it, you then change, like even anyone listening, practice it, try it because it's like you give that and it gives you that. Oh yeah, that's right. Like if I dedicate some time and develop my skills and work on my capabilities, I will be able to do that in the future. And so like when you say that yet, you give yourself that level to expand to. When you keep saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, you just, that's it, closed, not happening, fixed. You're just going to stay like that, right? And then when we're catching ourselves like in the moment of talking to ourselves, without sounding crazy, but people can think we're crazy and weird, that's fine. But it's like when you catch (laughs) us, say again. Sorry, I was going to say the other day I was talking to one of the girls that I train at the gym and she was saying she was having a conversation with her two sisters about like inner voices because I was talking about Silencio Bruno to her and she was like, I've never had that voice. One of my sisters is like, you know, the voice in your head that says you can't do stuff. And she's like, what are you talking about? And her other sister was like, yeah, what are you talking about? They've never had that voice. That's wild, hey. That's so I- not everyone has that voice apparently. They Googled it. Not everyone has that voice. We're an elite sort. Amazing. And honestly, I feel like it's the type A. Like it's that just. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
It is, and it is, and so it's like you know, you hear, yeah, that that literal that voice, like you're on the you're on the deadlift platform. I can't do it. I can't do this. I can't. And it's just all these things are of the doubt and everything that's like popping in anything anytime you're doing anything. And then it's being able to recognize that that is trying to keep you safe. So it's that person in there just like, oh, okay, don't do that because you might hurt yourself or thinking about all the things that could go wrong or whatever. And in that moment, it's like once when you can start to. Because like once you're aware of it, it just becomes this thing of like, well, how the hell do I get rid of this voice? <laughs> you know, go and like get away, like what's going on? And then realizing, okay, like once I can actually identify that that's not me, that's not how I truly feel. If I stopped and took a second, I'm probably just like worked up and stressed right now. Something else could have happened. And this kind of like, you know, like shut blinds, safety blanket on telling me all these things. Once you can kind of like, the reason I said like, let's name it is because then you can actually differentiate from it because you're like, okay, that's not me. And that's not how I really feel. That's just like the safety version of me. And and again, when I went through this, the the first name that came into my head was Sophie, which is why mine's called Sophie has nothing to do with my name. At least yours makes a little bit more sense. Everyone else's has made more sense than mine. I don't know, but then I think, like, the names of those guys in the movie, the Luca movie, like, they both call theirs Bruno, so it doesn't need to. It just True. You, doesn't matter. It's just so, Sophie's getting involved again right now. <laughs> yeah, she is. Shut up, Sophie. <laughs> Live Sophie. Yeah, piss off. Everyone can be called Sophie. But it is. It's like naming that and being able to draw, like, you know, differentiate between that and go, okay, like, that's not how I'm feeling, not what I'm doing, and I can just, like, quieten that and, you know, revisit and park that. And sometimes those, you know, inner self-talk and inner voices are going to be really loud. And sometimes we're not actually going to realize just how loud they are and how involved they are when we're so stressed. And this kind of comes back to having a coach, having the accountability, having that objective eye because it's very easy to just like fall back into, oh, yeah, no, I can't do that or I'm not doing this or I'm not capable or I'm only just going to do this or I've made the decision to do that. And it's like you haven't really made a fulfilled decision. You haven't made a value-based or aligned decision based on the results that you've wanted. You've made in a safe, I'm going to stay in my comfort zone decision. So then it's like having someone objective outside to be like, okay, no, that's not what you said you wanted to do. This is what you said you wanted to do. And obviously I think we share the same thing when it comes to coaching is like, the results are what the person in front of us wants, not what we want, and they can change. That's so fine. We're, we're talking about different things here. So how has your experience been with when we first started to sort of like point those things out versus like how often you get to see that for yourself now? Um, I would say that there are still times where I don't see it. Like I think my last check-in, which was not the week just gone because I didn't do it, but the week before that when I said I've been slack, and that is just something that I say all the time, like, oh, I just did it the lazy way. Oh, I'm just slack. Like, I say that all the time. And even after you and I have had this conversation over and over and over again, you even came into my feedback and said, just on this here, I'm just going to remind you again, like, you haven't been slack. You've had a lot of shit going on. You've actually, you know, could been could sick. maybe improve on things, but you've done all right. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize how often I say I've been slack. Like I probably say it to my sister-in-law every day on the phone. I've been slack. I was slack today all the time. So but at the same time, there's all those things that I am catching now, not just in myself but other people that I probably wasn't as observant with before you started saying it all the time to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like definitely more aware but there's always more that I can take on board. Yeah. And I I think like just to give anyone listening to this as well as like your self-credit is I'm not 
you know, taking anything away from you or giving you anything that you don't have within yourself, right? It's like you already have these capabilities or these like innate skills that we can develop, but the nature of life and the pace that we want to live, I think that's a really important piece because there's a lot of people, they're probably not listening to this podcast episode anyway because they probably wouldn't resonate with the messages and listen. However, there are a lot of people out there that aren't really interested in trying to, you know, strive for that true potential and reach that true potential and get there at a, like a fast pace and have that in there. And we're not saying anybody's any better or worse, but this path of like really wanting to strive and drive and see what we're capable of and live at this fast pace and get these results and make these changes and have this fulfilled life. The nature of that is the speed that you're going it's going to, you know, miss a lot of those things than if you were just chilling and cruising along and, you know, and there are times to speed up, you know, and work at that fast pace. And I guess like the nature of this time of year sometimes is a little bit more fast pace, you know, and it's like we need to have someone there to point these things out. And then like there's those times to cruise, but then it's like, okay, cool. While you're able to like take a bit of a, a, a chill pill in this sort of area, so to speak, you can focus a little bit more on that mindset development for yourself. And then it's like, okay, now we can kind of, you know, hyper-focus on like the training element and the food element and kind of fix, like go in and, you know, kind of improve those areas rather than always focusing here. So it's kind of like a, a bit of a balancing act really when it comes to all the areas to improve. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because it's like, you know, we want to, we want everything now. Like that's, that's the funniest thing is like, and again, like those that are listening, not everyone, not everyone, but I know myself how impatient I am, but it's literally, and I say this all the time, but it's rewarding our efforts and rewarding our processes of the things that we're doing to get the results rather than the result itself. And like, I've, you know, I, I think everyone should always do something, you know, on a regular basis, insert whatever regular basis that is for you is like where you are getting out of your comfort zone, where you are putting yourself out, where you are being the beginner at things again, or you're just like doing stuff that feels uncomfortable. And and my experience of that is learning Italian. So I was just like, you know what, this is brand like brand new for me. I'm just going to go and do it. And it's, you know, I'll do a whole podcast episode on what actually inspired me to do all these random hobbies. That's a whole nother topic, but it is, it's like, I just want to be fluent and I get that. And it's like, it's the same thing when we're in the gym. You're like, I just want this PB <laughs> now, <Yeah. laughs> you know, and it's like today, yeah, three, three years ago. And it's, it's not the way that the world works. And I think like as, as coaches ourselves, I, for one, and I think we share this same thing is like, it is important that we're still like involved in that does that make sense like we're not you know I I get to experience this and I'm like it reminds me of what it's like when you're first trying to learn movement because you're just like well why is my arm doing this when it's supposed to be doing this and it's annoying me same thing as I'm like why is my brain I I literally said I'm not a pen but I was both supposed to say in Italian I don't have a pen and so I was quite I was technically right like I'm not physically a pen it wasn't the right thing and I was like (laughs) I'm so close. <laughs> She's like, you, you, you're not a pen. That, that's correct. And I was like, damn it. Why am I getting these things wrong? I hope you're enjoying this episode. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me. I currently have places inside of the Glow Up program. If you don't know what this is, it is a completely personalized programming, nutrition, and education online coaching service. I've specifically designed this to help women get strong and shape their physique, whether that's lose fat, build muscle or both. The glow up is best suited for women who love lifting, but 
haven't ever had their programming or nutrition customized specifically to them. Maybe you've dabbled in some classes or you've seen some results from PDFs and other app programs. You wanna get better, more efficient and long-term sustainable results all whilst learning a whole heap about your body along the way. Maybe you've had a coach before, but you're still struggling with overtraining, undereating, and that all or nothing fixed mindset approach. Nothing is ever good enough and you wanna be able to hit those results without constantly crashing and burning or just burning the candle at both ends. To claim your spot, DM me the glow up on Instagram or hit the show notes for your application form. I'll be in touch to let you know for a good fit. It's funny. It's like, it's that, and again, like the, the work that we do inside and outside of the gym helps like all of these different areas. So anytime you go to learn a new skill or anything, it's like you're, you're like applying the same principles. So tell me like what kind of areas has, say, let's talk about the photo shoot prep, especially, because I think that kind of sums up the whole journey, really. It just like catapulted through that 16 weeks. What has, like, how has this flowed into other areas of your life when it comes to relationship, business, et cetera? Well, I mean, like I was saying, like the um, impact that that mindset has had on like my daughter and to an extent my stepdaughter when she feels like listening to me, um, it has been huge. Um, I mean, you follow both my Instagram pages. I don't know how much of the other one you've seen, but I started that page because I have very different viewpoints about being a parent than most people do. Um, So my whole thing is it's not I'm not here to set myself on fire to like keep my kids alive and stuff. And then when I'm all burnt up, what are they going to do? I'm purely here to guide them and teach them how to do all of that themselves. So I feel like it's given me that resilience that we talked about a lot more ability to parent. And being a stepmom is like a whole different fucking ball game. Like if anyone out there is currently considering dating a guy with kids, think twice. Um, not that I don't love them or anything like that, but people, it is really hard. And people always say, oh, you know what you signed up for? And it's like, no, I didn't know what I signed up for. There was no okay. book for this. No. <laughs> Literally no one told me what I was getting myself into, okay? Um, so, yeah, like that whole side of things, like I just think that I am a way better mum from the past 16 weeks. Um, I feel like I'm a lot more present as well. And then similar sort of thing, like with my husband, like we've been talking about mindset and things like that a lot lately as well. And just like, we're working on a whole heap of things. Obviously we've had a lot of drama and a lot of challenges in the last 18 months, especially. So yeah, like all of that has kind of shifted. And I know like once upon a time, if we were arguing and fighting, I would just shut down and freak out and it would just go on for weeks. Like we just couldn't get past it but now I've got a whole different mindset and I feel like it's changing the way that he's handling things as well so like yeah that's all happening but then as well for me obviously like being a coach as well um, but I've only just come back into the PT and coaching space in the last 12 months so the, the momentum in the last like four weeks off that well, what it's been two weeks since the photo shoot or something but like the last yeah, four literally weeks, today two weeks <laughs> yeah but like even just before that like before we all got sick and even yeah. while I like my kid was sick more than I was like I was hardly sick but I was home a lot and I just took that time to like get as much stuff done as I could inside of my business and I've made some big moves and got some stuff happening and stuff that I was like in a really limited mindset like that fixed mindset beforehand so yeah, I didn't come into coaching with you with that intention of getting anything out of that. Like it was purely for my physical and mental health and I've just, my whole life's changed. Yeah. Basically. Oh, it gives me goosebumps like for you, like to hear. And <laughs> honest, like though, I'm like, oh, I get so excited. I'm like, yes, because 
I love training. I love the nutrition. I love coaching, all that sort of stuff. But I love what this actually opens up and changes in lives because it is more than just being in the gym and just, you know, looking a certain way and lifting a certain way. And we can like, you know, finish off with some of that fun stuff. But like, it's like how that whole thing just transforms your life. And I have been able to witness this like momentum in a small capacity. We haven't even got to speak much about it Mm -hmm. over the last four weeks, obviously with the nature of like everything going on. I'm like, after this, I'll be finalizing the behind the scenes. Everyone keeps asking me for it's coming. It's coming. Um, (laughs) By the the time this podcast goes out, it will already be out to everyone. It's like seeing that and just like get it. And this is, you know, not to blow smoke up your butt, but it's like getting to see the other Instagram come out and, you know, not be behind the scenes and not be afraid to be seen. Like I have Mm -hmm. noticed that, you know, and I think that's really important to acknowledge because like, you know, it's like, oh, we can just kind of keep this thing off in the side and, you know, it's all right. But now it's like, no, I actually didn't log into it until not long before the photo shoot. And then I was like, okay, you've tagged this other one, but maybe I should tag you in this one. And you were like, what, what's this? And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I just never really did much with it. And then I'm like, so, tag, 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 tag. And well, you're like, it's been blowing up. Like I said, I felt really famous the other day because I actually went and got myself like into some mindset coaching and I got a business coach as well in the last like month. Every day I'm logging onto Instagram now and I'm like tagged in someone's story or like they've screenshot something I've said and I'm like, I'm so weird. Like some of the shit that comes out of me is so weird. But like, I'm literally like, I feel so famous. I'm in like five different people's bloody stories at the moment and they like think that I'm worthy of repeating. Like it feels good. (laughs) Weird, Uh but it feels good. But it's good and it's like it's to be seen and it's like you're putting that hard work in, like you're doing that, you know what I mean? Like it's just being able to share that and be like, okay, like this is what is possible and this is what's doing and like you're literally inspiring other people. Like that's why it's like resharing these things and like giving you that, again, like it it is a bit of like that confidence boost because you can flow off that energy as well, but it's like reminding that inner mean girl that, you know, Sophie and (laughs) Cassandra, that like you are worthy of that space and like taking up that space And that's really important, like, because to draw the parallel back into the gym, it's like those that are avoiding doing certain exercises or doing certain things, it's like they're literally afraid of, like, taking up space. They don't feel like they're worthy of being here. And it's like you can't, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So you can't be half seen in these areas and be fully seen over here. You can seem like you're being seen, you know what I mean? Like there's been times where I'm just in the gym, like, dominating, but I'm not feeling that way and it's just kind of like, I guess like, you know, um, a natural thing for me is just like having that kind of energy where it looks like I've got that confidence, right? But it wasn't always that way. So it's like you have to like have everything working together. Otherwise, it's like you're not fully like not congruent with it really. Yeah, totally. So that leads us into some deadlifting dilemmas. No. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to deadlift today and I am going to get past 65 kilos. Good. Shut the fuck up. You absolutely can. So to paint a bit of a picture, we had a little bit of a, you know, not like, well, fear, I guess, like around like just adding that weight onto the bar. Form looks fine. We've done a lot of work on like bracing and stuff too. Yeah. It wasn't even fear. I don't, it was just a block. And, you know, I asked you about pull-ups the other day and we've added those in. So the reason I asked that is because, I have this thing around pull-ups as well where I could like do a weighted pull-up with like 15 kilos and I can get three. 
But body weight, I can't do more than three. Why can't I get past three? Why can I add weight but not get past three? Yeah, exactly. So when I was thinking about it and then we were talking about deadlifts and stuff the other day and how I was like, I really don't have like a pause button. So like paused deadlifts was such a challenge for me. Um, and we were talking about that. And then it got me thinking about deadlifts in general because I was like, I really need to start loading some weight on that bar and just like basically, like I said, tell my little mean girl to shut up and just get on with it. But then I was like, Do you know what? She's in my head about this pull-up thing as well. So can we just add that in as well? Yeah. So till we're gonna see like, what happens. Kill two birds with one stone, one hundred percent. And it, yeah. it is like it is that mental barrier. And like when I say fear, and I like I know we could go on this. It like it's that mental block is still like an element of fear, even though we don't feel like it's like a I'm scared of it. It's just that like fear of the unknown or like what's gonna happen or like that kind of like future thing. So that's sort of what I mean by the fear around it. But I know exactly what you're saying. And then it's like when we're looking at that, going okay, like we're ticking the boxes. So I'm not just like here being the coach going, oh, just like whack the weight on the bar. Who cares about the form? Lift it, smash yourself, no, break no. yourself. It's like we've been, not at all. no. And we've been like, I think people would know that by now. If they don't, then I don't know where they've been. They're under they a rock like you going, who's Chris Bumstead? Anyway. No. <laughs> I don't know who anyone is. Like, come on, girl. I don't have TV. I don't listen to the news. I don't know who celebrities are. So fine. I'll just start spamming you with all these reels. But anyway, um, <laughs> but it's like, you know, again, like looking at things, all of the work that you've done, we're not just putting this straight off the bat of like when all that sort of stuff happened, you had your surgery, all of those things going on, getting your rhythm and your routine in the gym, trying to find, this is where people just like, oh, here's a high amount of stress in my life. Let's just add like complex barbell movements to this as well. Let's just like fuck my central nervous system right up and just like, then be like, oh, can't do it. Like, you know, it's like, we're not going to that path. It's like that carefully thought out process. And yet sometimes we've had to pivot. We've had to change a little bit. Obviously, you know, um, developing a little bit more of your confidence in the bottom half of that movement. So like adding those pause deadlifts in. And I know if Rona's listening to this as well, she absolutely hates them probably just as much as you do. Um, <laughs> but it's fun. they have their it's place. I don't have a slow yeah. mode which like, is half the reason of like adding that in there you know but you know what yeah. I actually don't like doing paused either and I'm like yeah, so well, I, I get the feeling that you don't have a slow switch either no so trying to like pause I'm like oh but they have their place and it's like you know we've got to do those hard things to have the fun things but it's like okay now and I remember I put the new block in and you're like am I doing these pause and I was like no these are not pause we're gonna go straight out and it's like all right like I'm excited I'm excited for it and it's <laughs> But it is, it's like, it's kind of overcoming that block of as well of like, you've been able to do paused deadlifts with like five kilos less than what you're aiming for. You absolutely can pull more than five kilos, more than that weight off the floor. Yeah. That's just my goal for today only. <laughs> That's so going to be. double it. <laughs> All right. We're going for 70. Let's do it. Let's do it. We, right. want, we want some videos and then we'll put it cool. side by side. <laughs> but it is like, and I think like now seeing like all the evolution that you've had. And then being able to be like, I'm taking this growth phase seriously. I'm way more structured. I've had all this development happen in my life, all this momentum that created. Now, like, I guess I'd love your perspective on this. Like, how do you approach training now that you have all of this other like tools and wins under your belt? Yeah. Still like excited to go in? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, I probably film stuff a lot more than I used to. Like I've yeah. always filmed stuff, but I probably like now I film like every single set. Yeah, And I'm like, oh, did I, like, start to fatigue out in that last set? Like, can I see anything that I need to pull back in and, like, whatnot? So 
Yeah. I think like that in terms of like the filming is one of the exciting things for people listening to actually see is like you having that self-regulation to be like, okay, now I know what to assess. So in the beginning, Mm. it's like, we look at these things and we're like, yeah, like it looks great, but like what kind of little, and I remember I had feedback. It wasn't, it wasn't from you. We've probably spoken on it. One of the girls goes, how can you tell what's going on with my foot? And I'm like, listen, that's literally like my job. That's why I'm here for you. I'm like, put your damn toes down. She's like, I've got shoes on. Don't worry. But it's like then being able to like show you guys, like as we're going through it. So it's not just oh, once I record it, I'm just recording it for the sake to make sure that I've done it. No, like everyone's adults, everyone's responsible for them, their own selves and their actions. You know, you're in the gym and you're doing these things, but now like you're able to record these lifts and see that stuff for yourself. So when you do your deadlift and you're like, oh, that looked smooth, that looked easy. I know I recorded yeah. myself the other day. I'm like, oh, that felt like I was lifting like Mount Everest. And then I looked at it and I was like, no, you won't. Up the weight, you know? Yeah, you can do more. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But you, and that was what I was saying to you that day that I sent those videos of the pause deadlifts through because I was like, I feel like I can do more, but when I go to do it, there's just something not like I'm just like, oh, God, it's so heavy. Cassandra. But it's, looks, yeah, literally. But then when I watched it, I was like, it's literally like a hot knife through butter. Like that bar is just coming up and down like nothing. And I was in a good spot. Like my form was good. So exactly. So yeah, 70, 80, 90, bring it on. It's fucking (laughs) So we'll have to to do another podcast episode at the end of the block and then be like, all right, where are we at now? Holding you accountable. How many kilos have we gotten to? (laughs) And then another. And I think like, again, just, um, I think this question comes up a lot actually of like, Oh, you know, like what kind of like targets and things to set when it comes to um, lifts. And I think it's, again, when it's actually relative to body weight. So obviously when we're talking about the numbers that we're talking about with you comparatively to your actual body weight, quite impressive, right? So it's like looking at these things that we're adjusting. I think like off the top of my head, it's like if we can squat body weight, if we can bench 0.75 and if we can deadlift 1.2 times our body weight, that we're considered strong. They're kind of like those rough numbers. So I think it's important that like, you know, if someone's doing a hundred kilo deadlift and they weigh 50, um, hundred kilo yeah, deadlift and they're weighing 50 kilos, it looks a bit different to someone who's a hundred kilos doing a hundred kilo deadlift, right? It's like all that sort of like relativity. Relative, um, yeah. yeah. So rather than people going, oh, like, am I ever going to be able to get to that? Or I haven't got to that. Or I'm way above that. It's like, it's actually relative to the, the individual size of the person. Yeah. Yeah, fully. I'm actually so excited for this training block. Like, and I got so hyped up, like your response to it as well. I'm like, yes, like let's add some more. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, to be honest, like I wanted to add even more like volume into it. And I was like, all right, let's just, let's hit the deadlifts first and then. Not add more volume to the glutes because my poor little dog did not like that the other day when I. Please, please share, please share. (laughs) Tell us the story. Uh, after I did my five sets of hip thrusts, followed by five sets of Kaz glute bridges, followed by God only knows what else was in my program. I can't remember. Dom's kicked in at like three o'clock the next morning when I had to pee and I have a black puppy dog who likes to sleep like right around like either the bedroom door or the foot of the bed. So I tripped over him and went headfirst into my mirror, like woke my whole household up because, you know, like the glass mirrors, they're like doing like. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I sleep in a giant T-shirt. That's pretty much all I wear. So, yeah, here's my dog just sniffing my bare butt at 3 o'clock in the morning because my legs don't work thanks to Ree. It was only temporary, though. Like, Well, they're still hurting now, but also <laughs> Tuesday, uh, Wednesday was pretty rough too. So, But I'm, I love that. 
Like, yeah. I didn't like getting my butt sniffed by my dog, but <laughs> and he's a bit traumatised by he's just like, getting tripped um, over like that. Can we change the program? Like, just hold out for another, like, six, seven weeks. Like, you'll be fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> I love it. It'll be. Yeah. No, oh, I did enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah. Just tripping over the dog, not being able to lift my legs. That was, that was rough. Like, and I think we should just clarify, like, he is okay now. Like, there's no problem. He didn't get hurt at all. He was straight up and like, what are we doing on the floor? What's going it's like, on? like, let's and party. Like, oh, back to bed. Oh, dear. I love it. Honestly, we could, like, talk about so much more, I know, for sure. But I also know that you've got to get to the gym and hit these PBs. But before we do leave, I'd love to hear, like, if you were, if, if you talking now and there was version of you before you and I worked together listening, right, and just thinking and being like, oh, I want to make some changes or do I, don't I, like what kind of these, what kind of, what message would you share with someone thinking about like just taking their results to their next level? So I actually did a post on this not that long ago on my own page because I feel like the thing that holds everyone back and it was holding me back as well is like you always say with perfectionist tendencies and everything and it's just I'm so in my own head about, oh, that's not going to work and this isn't going to go to plan and it needs to be perfect that I didn't just fucking do it and executing and taking action and not caring how much of a disaster it looks like. Like it was very messy. The weeks leading to the photo shoot was like horrendous, but I did it and the results, like I'm actually stoked with my photos. Uh, I was stoked with like my results from the prep and everything in general like yeah I could have done more like I went on holiday a couple of weeks before we got gastro as well like I did not plan <laughs> anything well but we did it like we made yeah. it and I was stoked with it so like but if I hadn't just said all right sign me up let's go let's do it and I hadn't just taken one step every day closer towards those goals I would still be sitting where I was back well, I mean it was 16 weeks from the photo shoot but I started co- like being coached by you in April so I definitely didn't want to still be there so at some point you just have to stop getting in your own fucking way. Legit. You heard it here first. Get the fuck out of your own way. (laughs) Take a messy action. (laughs) And it is, it's just like, you know, fear kills more dreams than the failure does. We literally just have to fail forward, fail, learn from your mistakes. Again, like supportive, the environment being, yeah, you perfectly said. And it is like, I tell myself the same things i'm like sophie shut up we're just gonna do we're just this podcast would not exist if i just listened to that little inner voice of like oh who are you to be doing a podcast and i'm like this is actually fun so we need to do some more of them anyway all right i just want to say thank you so much for taking the time i'd love to do it again i'm excited to see your pbs i'm excited to i'm gonna we'll share some more of um some photos some highlights of you on the instagram so everyone can check you out and um hopefully (laughs) by the time people are listening to this episode we'll already have the next photo shoot details or at least a little wait list going on you guys obviously inside of the coaching get first priority I know you're already banging everyone's banging down the door like tell me when I didn't tease the, the date I think I've changed the date though since anyway anyway we better wrap this I up I didn't even pay listeners. attention to that I think I said to you I don't care when it is just put me on the list yeah. and I'll make sure I'm there yeah I'm like Christmas day and I'm, you're like I'm in no I'm, j- I'm really joking I'm oh dear it. all right we'll say ciao peace see you next time thank you for listening to the you but more powerful podcast If you're determined to continue to expand and grow and reach heights you never thought were possible, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed so you'll never miss out on a single episode. If you loved today's, I would absolutely love your feedback and to see you tag at 
you but more powerful underscore podcast on Instagram. See you guys in the next episode.